The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, WEI. I will say this. Like, I think at some point we are going to get from Robert Kraft some sort of statement on Gerard Mayo and the potential succession plan and all of that. Maybe it's next week at the owners' meetings, but I think at some point, like, that's coming. And so, like, while Gerard Mayo's title might not change, my feeling is it's, like, like probably soon we're going to get a strong endorsement from the guy in charge and the one guy who's above Bill Belichick, and that's Robert Kraft on, on Mayo's future with the team. Fitzian Hart, hour number two of our two-hour Sunday program today. We are into the afternoon portion of the program, just an hour away from the final Sunday of Red Sox spring training baseball, just four days away from opening day. Ah, I can smell the hot dogs and the Miller Light. Freezing cold, the Miller Light and the freezing cold weather right here. Nothing like a little snow in the forecast for Opening day at Fenway Park. Is this the earliest opening day, by the way, you can remember? It's pretty early. They, they, well, they usually open on the road. This yeah. is uh, As they, they should, as all Northeast teams should, because it's oftentimes, I mean, it's gorgeous out today. Beautiful day to play baseball. Get in, sneak in nine. Hell, I'd even go for a swim on a day like this. But What's my God. A swim? I'd go for a little polar plunge always. With polar you. plunge in March? Well, it's not quite as polar as it is in January, but... Always refreshing, nonetheless. Uh, I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't open in Fenway before like late, mid to late April. It just seems seems like an early start. What do I well, know, you, right? You can't go too far into April. Then they'd be on the road for you know fifteen days or whatever. Eh, but wow. the, if you give it a couple of weeks, I mean, you could give it a ten day road trip. Yep. I know they bitched about it a couple of years ago. Remember when they were like they finished up spring training in Arizona, then they went to Seattle and they did nothing but bitch and they sucked and all whatever. But I don't know. Hopefully it'll be a nice day. Maybe you're wrong about the forecast. Hopefully I will be. I, you know what? If there's any one thing you can count on is me being wrong more often than I'm right. And I've never wanted me to stay consistent with who I am more and be wrong. I hope you have a beautiful day at the ballpark. I'll be out there talking to the fans. Six o'clock. 
You and Rich on the Rich Keefe Show are going to be at Game On. Swing on by for some sliders, some tenders, and, of course, some cold, crispy, delicious Miller Lights. My gosh, I'm already thirsty. Before we start talking football, Jeff in New Hampshire wants to weigh in on the topic we were discussing at the back end of last hour. Marcus Smart and the Celtics. How are you, Jeff? I'm good. Thank you. I'm sorry, sorry I messed up the, uh, the switch over the Patriots there. <laughs> it's all good. You're welcome here. Anytime, my guy. Okay, so my my thought is basically the, the basic eight they have is great, and I think the rotation of the of the three guards, Derek White, Smart, and um, Malcolm Brogdon, is perfect, and I think that that shouldn't be a you know, the problem for any of the three of them. Um, all three of them have slightly different ways they can contribute, but they all contribute on both ends of the court. And I don't see any problem with uh, Marcus Smart sort of sliding back a little bit in his time uh, with those two doing what they're doing currently. Yeah, that's my the o- optimistic perspective mm-hmm. of a fan, unlike Fitzy, who thinks he's going to ask for a trade. Oh, my no, gosh. I don't. I think he's going to be perfectly happy seeing how the three of them can interact. And, and the starting of the starting duo of uh, Smart and White, I think, has been awesome. I think it's a way to go forward into the playoffs. Hey, and hey, listen, maybe Marcus Smart will regain form. My favorite kind of Marcus Smart night, and Jeff, I appreciate the call. Thanks very much. You know me, Andy. My favorite kind of Marcus Smart night is when you see like 15 points, and then you just see like a string of sixes and sevens across the board, like two steals, six rebounds, seven assists, few turnovers, don't take so many threes. Like that, that, that kind of Marcus Smart night when he brings a little bit of the, uh, the hustle, grit, and balls buffet to the table. That, to me, is the quintessentially Marcus Smart night. That's the key, or one of the many keys, to winning Celtics basketball. Sure, and, and I think he's probably okay with that. I think what you're talking about, though, is the crunch time, game on the line, late Correct. in the fourth quarter, closing out games. Is he on the floor? What's his role? Is he getting you know shushed, essentially, if he shoots a three kind of thing? Um, I think that will be how it sort of plays itself out and how he feels. But again, I think if you're winning, it's really hard to bitch and moan and whine. Even if you're strong-willed, even if it's a significant change. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that theoretically he wants to win, right? They all say they want to win. Well, now show that you want to win if you're winning, accepting your role. Yeah, know your role and shut your mouth. Don't be exactly. a jabroni, right? Yep, yep. That's all it takes. Simple as that. All right. Let's talk some football. Holy smokes. So little time. So many Patriots topics. I got to tell you, if you're a Pats fan, what bigger treat or what bigger treats, what better way to wake up on a Sunday than between WEI.com's Sunday 7, Andy Hart, a Cray-Zay flowers. I don't think you really needed the flowers in parentheses there, but I like what you did. I I was with you on the Cray-Zay. Uh, a crazy solution to the Patriots wide receiver needs. And then of course our, our pal, the great almighty and powerful Mike Reese's Sunday notes as well over at ESPN.com. I mean, between the two, it's like the good old days when I used to wake up and look forward to reading Boston sports media, because I'm optimistic. There's notes, there's insight, there's thoughts. Ah, what an absolute delight. Uh, let's begin though with the audio. We rejoined Andy. Uh, Joe Judge. So we get some clarification, thankfully. (laughs) Sort of, I guess, kind of maybe not. Well, let's parse it out. So there's that tweet from Burt Breer like, hey, Joe Judge has a new title. He's the assistant head coach and is going to be helping with special teams. And then there was an immediate 
panic that set in in Pat's Nation. I was on the air with Fourier at the time on the midday show, and he about lost his mind. He was like, oh, this is this is the first L they've taken this offseason, first L since the season finale in Buffalo. This guy's too much. He's just such a football hardo, blah, blah, blah. This this is the this is the first bad move in what Christian and some believe has been a pretty pretty positive, pretty solid offseason thus far. I'm not really aware about specifically what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you, Joe. However, uh, then we get some clarification that uh, he's basically going to correct me if I'm wrong. Andy, do you sort of see it as he's going to be trying to take some busy work or some sort of superfluous duties, if you will, off the plate of Bill Belichick so he can concentrate more on his general HC work and. Joe will then also chip in on special teams. Like, what do you make of it? I think he's going to be, and Bert kind of screwed this up, Bert Breer, when he said he's going to be an assistant head coach. He left out a word. An assistant to the head coach is important because ah. in the NFL, assistant head coach is a title, and it's a title that carries a lot of weight. It is a significant title. It means second in line. As I said to Fourier the other day, it's almost like having the A on your sweater in hockey. You're the alternate. You're next in line to the captain, in this yep. case, to the head coach. And it's a title Bill Belichick once held for Bill Parcells in 96. Yep. It's a title that Dante Scarnecchia held for a significant portion of Bill Belichick's tenure in New England. And it means when Bill Belichick leaves for his father's funeral, Dante Scarnecchia does the postgame press conference. Dante Scarnecchia is the voice of the team, is the man in charge. He's the vice president. That is not what Joe Judge is going to be, I don't believe. I believe he's going to be dabbling in a variety of areas and utilizing his actual area of expertise to help Cam Accord in the in the kicking game, but also do some of the wide-ranging uh, duties that we've seen from Matt Patricia or Michael Lombardi or other guys whose role has been trusted assistant to the head coach. Whatever he needs you to do, do it. As Joe Judge said, remember when Joe Judge said the job of an assistant is to make the head coach happy? Well, that's what he needs to do this offseason, but he's not the assistant head coach. So everyone can just stand down. You don't Relax. have to worry about cranking it up to DEFCON 1 in Pat's Nation. No, Joe Judge is not now the next in line to be the head coach. He's not number two, if you will. Uh, don't make any jokes about that, Andy. I know. I was thinking were, of a number I, of them. I could hear you thinking about <laughs> it. My God, do I know you too well. No, he's not, he's not going to be the next in line to be the head coach. He's an assistant to the head coach, so... Maybe, if anything, this is a role he is perfectly suited to, cleaning up things in aisle special teams, doing a little uh, dirty work, some due diligence, and taking care of uh, your daily chore and to-do list for Bill Belichick. Seems like the kind of stuff that a Joe Judge would thrive on, which I would be just fine with him doing, as long as he's not in the ear of Mac Jones, as long as he's not involved in scheming up the game plans, as long as he's not picking the next wide receiver one for the New England Patriots. I am okay with it. Um I wanted to, there's so many things to get to. we got the owners' meetings starting tomorrow. When are we going to hear from Kraft? What will we hear from Bill Belichick? Uh, we had Matt Light on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast this week. He offered so much. Damian Harris is gone. Hightower has retired. DMAC got a red jacket retirement ceremony on a Tuesday in Foxborough, which was wild. So much to get to. We'll try to get to all of it. Plus, when we come back, Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com calls in with some of his thoughts and feelings and a little bit of insight on who may be the perfect fit for the New England Patriots at wide receiver one if they decide to be so bold come NFL draft round one. He spoke with Zay Flowers from Boston College at BC Pro Day. 
We'll get his thoughts. Let's see if we can get to all this action before one o'clock. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Joining us now on the Harper One hotline from WEEI.com, one of our Patriots guys. You can follow him on the tweet machine at KDThompson5. Where some highlights from his trip to Boston College Pro Day this week featured routes being run, albeit against air, but impressively so. Somebody he told me in text was an absolute dog out there this week, and the Patriots should heavily consider, so much so that even Andy Hart, featured him as item number one on his Sunday 7. This, of course, is Kyrie Thompson, and he was out there watching Zay Flowers this week. Good morning, Kyrie. What's up, my guy? Doing wonderfully out here. How are y'all? Oh, we're, we're doing great. We got so much Patriots to talk in so little time, but I had to have you on because I wanted to get the fresh perspective. Like, this name has been batted around here, there, and everywhere all over. Could the Patriots consider taking a receiver at 14? Would Zay Flowers be a reach at 14? All the way from back when John Meter Perel told me in our studios three years ago, watch out, this kid would look awesome in a New England Patriots uniform. He's going to be a dynamite pro one day, up to this week when you texted me and said the Patriots should definitely consider taking him. What stuck out, like what element or elements of his pro day workout made you think, this really may be the guy who breaks the Patriots wide receiver draft or Patriots wide receiver draft first round curse? You know, I think it's not even just about this pro day. It's about basically everything that he has done since his season at Boston College ended, where, by the way, he put up 1,100 yards with just really shaky quarterback play. I mean, I feel like when you watch that team 
And you when you look at Zay Flowers' stats, you're like, how did he get those? How did that happen? He's he's over here shaking people down. He could have had so much more if his offensive line wasn't getting the quarterback killed and the quarterback wasn't throwing the ball to the other team or throwing the ball completely off the field. But I digress. Basically, he has he's risen to the occasion every single time. He goes down to the Shrine Bowl. He practices for one day. Everybody's gunning for him, and he and he puts people on skates anyway and puts on a show. He goes to the combine. Guys like Jordan Addison didn't put up the numbers they were supposed to, and things were looking shaky in, in some of those receiver groups. And Zay Flowers does his thing. He puts on 13 pounds of muscles and still runs a 4-4, and he, and he still looks smooth in, in the drills. And then down here, he's just he continues to be as advertised. Nothing seems to trip him up. He comes in, he's got that vibrant smile, that vibrant personality, but when he gets into it, he's all business. And when he's, even when he's out there on air, he's envisioning somebody out there in front of him that he is trying to attack, that he is trying to take down. I think that he has the absolute mentality to be a pro and somebody who could be more than just wide receiver four in his first year. Kyrie, what role? Let's, let's play the dream game. So we're now dreaming. Could the Patriots take... Zay Flowers, short trip down 95 from the Heights to Gillette Stadium. Dream game. What do you envision the upside of Zay Flowers in a Patriots uniform in this offense under Bill O'Brien? He would be probably one of the, he would probably be the most dynamic slot receiver the Patriots have had in a little while. And I'm talking also about late career Julian Edelman as well, because I mean, once he, his knee started falling apart, he wasn't quite the same guy. But we're talking about, like, prime Julian Edelman with more juice. Because, I mean, again, the guy runs 4-4. Four, four. Yep. He can play inside and out, though. I mean, he ran plenty of outside routes at Boston College. So it's not necessarily that he has to be a slot guy. But I feel like that would be a bit of how they would use him, move him around formations, try to get him the ball in space, like end around, short routes, what have you, crossers over the middle. Because he's the kind of guy that you get him the ball and he just – He's like discount Jalen Waddle. He just starts zooming. He hits a jet, and, and he's picking up yards after the catch. He's shifty in the open field. The only thing he doesn't have in his toolkit is size, really. So I feel like you could see him being one of those dynamic slot guys that Bill O'Brien has typically loved, right? He loves to put somebody in the slot running that, that like signature Haas juke route or somebody who's going to get open over the middle, and you create space for that guy you try to create matchup issues for that guy to exploit and then you get extra yards out of it because of what he can do after the catch that's how I would see the Patriots trying to use him just be that be that dynamic guy that no one can cover and it's interesting you point that out too because um I I want to be the guy that helps lead the charge not only just to put some respect back on the name of Wes Welker here in New England because I don't think Patriots fans near appreciate him enough, but also that I think he should be a legitimate, viable candidate for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But Wes Welker's two best years statistically for the New England Patriots came in 2009 and 2011, and who was the offensive coordinator, whether he was named in title or not those years, but Billy O'Brien. So as much as made... Kyrie about like oh they got Mike Kosicki who's just a ginormous oversized slot receiver in a tight ends uniform they got the two tight ends back with Hunter and Kosicki he's really got I think he's got to be looking for someone like that like he he could be the answer to their Patriots wide receiver one questions but do we think the team will with all the needs that they have from tackle number one cornerback 
would they possibly go out on a ledge and take him 14th overall or maybe trade back if someone else wanted, let's say, Bijan Robinson and try to see if he's still floating there in the first round? My goodness, if they went ahead and did that, that would be hilarious. But I would, I would say this. There's been a lot of, you know, especially trepidation about tackle and corner. What they've done so far this offseason is put themselves in a position where they don't have any, like, oh, my God, drop-dead needs like they did last year, where you knew that they were just missing people at the guard spot and that that was potentially a position they were going to look to, and they did, even though that wasn't a great value position, and they you know took Cole Strange. This year, you don't necessarily have that. Yes, you do want somebody better at tackle, but you could say, you know what, Riley Reef's been fine, Calvin Anderson, he's been fine, and we still have Trent Brown. And even at cornerback, the idea that you know they need a number one boundary outside quarterback I do, do think that is true, but do you need to take one at 14 if it's not one of the top two cornerbacks? Personally, I don't think so because there are so many starting caliber cornerbacks that are not going to all get taken in the first round. There are going to be some that are available at 46 and maybe later on. So I don't buy into this idea that they have to take a cornerback if one of the top three tackles is not there. If that is not the case, then I think that there is a legitimate argument for a Zay Flowers at 14, or if you want to do a small trade back, and then maybe you've got offensive tackle on the table still with you know, like, like a Darnell Wright or one of those guys that are there that I really like. Maybe you're talking about defensive line, but I think Flowers is in play, and the fact that they had him running those kinds of Wes Welker routes down there at the Shrine Bowl, and they were kind of putting him through the paces, I feel like the radar needs to be up there because in the end, I think they've set themselves up for best player available slash best fit available. And if Zay Flowers fits the bill, then they should take him. Kyrie, two-part question. Do you believe that Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver in the draft? And have we seen enough examples in recent years, and I believe the answer is yes, to put to bed the belief that, oh, to be a true number one receiver or a top half of the first-round receiver, you have to be Calvin Johnson. You have to be 6'4". I think we've seen enough. Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle to realize that uh, undersized quote-unquote receivers can be the best receiver in a draft. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's not even a debate to me. And I, I was listening to uh, you and Shime talking about this actually on, on prospect things. And, you know, the idea of Quentin Johnston as being the number one receiver in the draft, like on terms, in terms of traits, yeah, sure, he's everything you can think of in a number one wide receiver – except the fact that he doesn't catch the ball very well, which is kind of an issue. And I don't know that the Patriots are going to be super high on that. For, for my money, Jackson Smith and Jigba is wide receiver one in this class. I don't care if he's only a slot guy. That does not matter to me. That guy's 2021 season with what he did with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson there outproduced both of them. They will both tell you that he's the best receiver out of the three of them. And then when you look at if, if he was hurt or if he was healthy last year, he probably would have done the same thing. I remember seeing a chart where they were looking at effectiveness in getting open versus man and zone. And Smith and Jigba was wide receiver one in this class by an entire planet. Nobody was even close. I don't think I need to see any more. That said, you know, if, if he's there or Zay Flowers is there, I'm taking Smith and Jigba over Flowers. But there's some legitimate conversation now that that's a top 12 pick over there. So I don't know that you could put all your eggs in the Jackson Smith and Jigba basket. But for me, again, Zay Flowers is a guy that everybody says, oh, don't take him until the 20s. He's not worth it. 
I think he is worth it because I think that this is a guy who's going to come in and be dynamic for you. And again, he just keeps on doing it. Whatever stage you put him on, whatever talent you put around him, he just keeps on producing and making plays. So to me, that's worth the investment. Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com has been joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Now you got me all hot and bothered about going receiver when I've been trying to stand my ground that it has to be an offensive tackle or a cornerback as well, the Joey Porter Jr. or Christian Gonzalez. But you know, yeah, I, even would do, have, I would do it for Gonzalez. I would not do it for Porter. That's not that's not a top fifteen pick to me personally. Okay, all right, duly duly noted as well. But people kind of sleeping on Smith and Jibba because he comes in at like a four five in his forty. I mean, these little things don't end up making that big a difference when you're just as crisp running the routes when you when you see when you're so fluid out there when you've got such good hands as well. So now I'm thinking. Wide receiver may be the call as well. Kyrie, before we let you go, real quick, um, when you were over there at the BC Pro Day, did you see Steve Burton's son Austin run or throw by any stretch? Yes, yes. Austin Burton, he had himself a nice little day. First of all, he was sliding a little bit. I had him at like a 4.740. You know, he definitely got a little bit of that long leg stride and speed, and he threw the ball pretty decently as well. You know, I think he had himself a, a solid day, and uh, he joked afterwards, uh, you know, oh, my father's annoying. I got to get him out of here. He's always, you know, you know, strolling over my shoulder, you know, and stuff like that. But no, it was, it was, it was a cool moment to see Steve, you know, kind of, you know, doting on his son. And his son, he, he did some good stuff. It was interesting though that uh, Zay Flowers was getting all his passes thrown to him by redshirt sophomore, redshirt sophomore uh, Emmett Moorhead, who I'm, I'm interested in that guy because he is big. He throws the ball without a care in the world. But it just it really looks effortless coming from him, and I think that he's gonna be he's gonna be real interesting. I could see a pro day in his future, like for for people to you know be interested in coming down to Boston College to see that kid work out. But yeah, Austin Burton, I think he had a nice day. Don't know if he's going to get drafted, but I could see some teams being interested in bringing him in to compete for a roster spot for sure. And I wonder if one of those teams just wouldn't happen to be maybe the Patriots taking a, a late-round flyer or an undrafted free agent look at him as well, given Bill Belichick's appreciation and affection for Steve Burton, who is obviously Boston sports legacy from the broadcasting side of things. And what a family tree, my gosh. you got a daughter in the WNBA. you got another daughter on the NFL Network, and now a son could possibly make it to the NFL. Great stuff, Kyrie, as always. Thanks for calling in, buddy. You can follow him at KDThompson5 on the socials and read them at weei.com appreciate you brother take care absolutely man thank y'all for having me See you, good stuff from Kyrie thompson here on the harbor one hotline with fitzy and hart okay now i want a wide receiver in the first round andy great now i've screwed up my whole draft plan because they're fun they're they fun. are fun positions. they are and one of the notes i have down here on the 18 million things we need to discuss with our time remaining before red sox spring training baseball is Okay, the Patriots seem to have addressed a number of needs so far this offseason, but there still isn't wide receiver one. And we've heard about DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe he's going to Buffalo, or could it be Kansas City? Maybe it'll be Dallas. And the Patriots are in. No, they're out on him. Now they're more out than they're in. But maybe they're still in. Who knows? Jerry Judy. Denver wants a first-round pick or a second-round pick and a player. Are the Patriots in on him? Would they pay him if they make the move? Will they give Mack one of his guys or not? The wide receiver one issue has not been addressed, and I feel like until this is addressed, then I will not feel like this offseason is complete, nor will I give the Patriots a chance to go much further than 
Shocker, everybody. Vegas, seven and a half wins. Seven and a half wins is their over-under total. A full game behind last year, and arguably, Andy, the roster is a little bit better. Oh, and they got Bill O'Brien now, too. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about the Patriots. I am. Now, the problem is, um, you know that I've said this a lot. (laughs) I think the Patriots are going to be better, more competitive, everything. More competent, more well-run, maybe more talent across the board, potentially. And they might finish fourth in the division. Mm Mm-hmm. Fourier said this week they're going to finish second. Yeah, he's drunk. He went yeah, to the Celtics the other was. night with Billy Lonnie. He didn't uh, I- invite us, and he nope. got hammered, and that's where mm-hmm. that comes from. That's it. <laughs> but he said it before he actually went to the party. So, Oh, he was, he was pre-gaming. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that explains us having to carry the midday show all week long. I knew it. But what do you think is the team's next move? So let's say they do, they're going to have to do something. They, a trade or a signing or something will happen between now and in the draft at least one if not maybe several uh the owners meetings are this week maybe some conversations will be had between coaches and owners maybe the groundwork some some interpersonal discussions at breakfast that generate memeable photos for time to come will happen this week what do you think if you had to guess will be the next roster-based move for the patriots before the draft a veteran cornerback is that I don't I don't feel strongly about that. I know mm. everybody wants to talk themselves into they're still in the D Hop Jerry Judy conversations. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure that's accurate. Um I'm not sure first of all the D Hop thing I'm not sure makes sense for them or D Hop. Uh I know Adam Pacman Jones had his uh list of five teams that were in Sources it. Sources were saying he's a new oh. insider. Yeah, but why wouldn't he go to the Bills? If the Bills are part of the hunt wouldn't he just go to the Bills and play with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and try to win a Super Bowl? Why would he want to be in the same division, maybe fourth place in the division, and have to go through the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills to even be a playoff team or competitive? That didn't really make any sense to me. And Judy, there's upside there. There's no doubt about it. We've talked about the friend of Bill Belichick angle with Sean Payton. Are you going to meet the asking price, and are you willing to invest long-term in Judy without having really seen him perform for you and see what his upside is? So... There'd be a lot of decisions to be made there. That's why I've fallen in love with the Zay Flowers pick, because I think it's economically maybe the best, has the least downside and biggest upside of the uh, whole kit and caboodle. But you heard Kyrie saying, you know, that Smith and Jibba should go first, but maybe now he's going to go top 10 or top 12. So Yeah, I'm not a Smith and Jibba guy. I I think he could be a disappointment. I I think Zay Flowers is going to be the best. Better stats and numbers. Olave and Garrett Wilson will tell you he was the best receiver of the three, and both of those guys are absolute NFL studs after their rookie season. Yeah, no question. But I think Zay Flowers, what he did at BC as the guy mm-hmm. with limited talent around him, questionable quarterback play, I just think he's such a game changer. I think he is going to be a star in the NFL. I really, really do. I like everything about his personality, his game. And I do like the thing that Kyrie kept pointing to. All the way along in this process from last season, when some people thought he should have left BC last year. Mm-hmm. So Transfer through last right. season, then this off season, the bowl week, the combine, the workouts, he has shined every step. I love somebody who proves it, who is ready to prove it when the opportunity prevents itself. I think that attitude, that ability to step up to the challenge. Ooh, I like Zay Flowers. I don't know if you can tell. I like Zay Flowers. Yeah, you do. You like him a lot. And the idea of getting somebody, he called him discount Jalen Waddle, some Antonio Brown, the football player, comps have been made. How the hell would that not be a game-changing tool that a guy like Bill O'Brien could use all over the formation? 
I mean, if the Patriots were all over him like flies on a stink at the Shrine Bowl, and now they they got representatives over at his pro day. Zay Flowers did also meet with the Jets as well. They actually have some draft picks in addition to all the wide receivers that they've loaded up on with Aaron Rodgers is his buddy, Alan Lazard. Now, Miko Hardman going there as well. They trade away Elijah Moore to Cleveland. I kind of think Cleveland got a steal in that in that deal. But And the Jets might get Odell Beckham. Oh, per- wouldn't Back that just up. be perfect? Wouldn't that Fourth just be you know place. What? We're number four. We're number I, four. I'll never root for another team to go 2011 Philadelphia Eagles-style dream team right down the toilet and drain more than I will. It'll be so fun to root against the Jets this year. Oh, my God. It's going to be an absolute delight because, you know, Jets fans will be just puffing their chest out, beating the war drum, saying this is their time. Oh, please, let it be their time, and then let it be an absolute (laughs) toilet fire. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, it it would be spectacular. Okay. All right. Now you got me convinced. Great. See, I always say this. I try to maintain my spot. Don't fall in love with a player. Don't develop a draft crush. Don't get your hopes up because you know what's going to happen is that you'll start thinking the Patriots can do it and you'll talk yourself into it and it'll make all the sense in the world. And then because Belichick and Patriots, it won't happen. So I think you're J E T E Jets. J E T E The Jetty. The Jetty. Yeah, that's what someone said at a, 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 doing a second. I forget who it was, a second or a third Tony round. Tony Richardson. <laughs> that was fullback Tony Richardson, formerly oh, of the Chiefs and the Jetropolitan. We can't make fun it. of him. Fullbacks, nope. We can't make fun of him. Did a lot of head banging over the years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. CTE is also spelled with a T at the end. <laughs> CTE, Jets. <laughs> Oh, ah, it's not funny because it's nope. not, Probably but true. also at the same time. some Okay. Yep. Yeah, we're just laughing by the graveyard. 617-779-7937. That's the telephone number. Final thoughts about the New England Patriots and what a busy week it's been and what's to come. And then we'll set the table and pass the baton to our guys down in Florida for socks and Rays spring training style here on WEEI. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Final couple minutes here before Red Sox Spring Training Baseball on Boston Sports Original. WEI, we thank Kyrie Thompson for joining us the previous segment. If you missed our chat with him about Zay Flowers and the Patriots possibly jumping up and grabbing a receiver with the 14th overall pick and more, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast here at WEI or use the Odyssey app. Tell them you want Fitzy and Hart, or better yet, subscribe to Six Rings and Football Things where you'll get our weekly chats about the Pats as well as Andy and Chris Scheim, Six Rings and Prospect Things breaking down the best prospects in the 2023 NFL Draft, available on the Odyssey app, weei.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever awesome football talk can be found. 
All right, Andrew, you got a lot to get to in just a couple of minutes here. Uh-oh. Uh, what else was the big talking point or points of the week? I mentioned the Devin McCourty retirement ceremony on a Tuesday where lots of love was paid to DMAC and he got a chance to tell everybody how much he appreciated being a member of the Patriots and what an impactful 13 years it was. But he has not been shy about sharing some thoughts about the organization, including not being thrilled with the organization's decision to go with Juju over Jacoby Myers. I thought that was actually a uh, a bold first stroke for someone who's trying to make their way to a career in the media. Yeah, I'm very much intrigued by uh, Devin McCourty, the media member, because even his stories about last year uh, and the zappy Mac back and forth and the, the fact that internally there was sort of a divide, and I think he used the phrase on the Greg Hill Show, no hope um, at one point for them dealing with that. Uh, I'm. He sounds like he is going to be forthcoming uh, as he enters the media, and we're not really sure exactly what his role or next aspect of his career will be. But uh, yeah, he doesn't sound like he's going to hold back. He might be going down a little bit of the the Rodney Harrison road. And you remember, guys have said that Bill tells them you have to be honest. I wouldn't respect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't respect you if you weren't. Just be fair. Like call it like you see it. Say what you think is actually true. Uh, I think it's no surprise. I mean. Is there anything that Devin McCourty isn't good at? So he's probably going to be the best in the media, too, of the expatriates. It's like he finally got released from the chains and is like, finally! Yep, Ah, I can speak my mind! No, that's like that one day at Gillette Stadium when I used to work there where somebody dared me to try to go the whole day without making fun of somebody, and I lasted like 42 minutes, and then everything I had thought of the previous 42 minutes, I let fly out and made fun of everybody in the the flurry. That does not surprise me. (laughs) Not in the least. Uh... (laughs) That's fine. I, I remember it was Edelman that Bill Belichick said when he got some advice from him on how to handle the media. He's like, you know, rip us if you have to. You got to be bold. You have to be honest to yourself. You know, don't shy away. Don't shy away from it. Just be fair. You can be critical. You can tear us a new one so long as it's well warranted. So he doesn't really see, mean think, it, but at least no, he, he, does, he never does because he loves Bill too much. Uh, no, I mean, D- Bill doesn't mean that. Bill gets oh, no, mad when you're critical of him. He's yeah, very he want, sensitive. He, yeah, he wants a comp- <laughs> he wants a total victory lap and a, yep. and a precious hug and wants you to bend the knee, if you will. Uh, Also this week, Damian Harris goes to Buffalo. Andy, quick thought on the impact he'll have in Buffalo versus the loss of him on the Pats roster. Uh, I don't think it's huge uh, for the Patriots in terms of a loss, but I do think uh, that may be a sneaky good move for the Bills, good value Mm -hmm. signing. If he can stay healthy, his powerful running will give that offense a strength because we know they've kind of struggled to really have any consistent run game not named Josh Allen in recent years. If he's healthy, I think he could be a nice addition for them that they could really benefit from. Yeah, they need somebody who can tote the rock uh, in cold weather games, which he has done quite effectively. As a matter of fact, the majority of his good games as a pro in the four years he spent in New England were against the Bills, so it does seem like a good match for them. And we'll see. I don't think he'll be missed here as much as he could potentially have positive impact there if he stays healthy, but that's always the caveat with him because he's gotten a little dinged up in previous years, but high-quality pickup for them as well. I thought they would have gone for Zeke. We'll see where Ezekiel Elliott goes next as he well. He did. I, I saw Zeke narrowed his choice. I think Jets and Eagles and Bills were uh, his I three choices. I think he's toast. I think he's absolute toast. I don't think he's got anything left. Have you watched like his yards per game from 2016 to 2020? Yeah. I, I saw that chart on Get Up. Toast. Stunned. Like, he has just fallen off the map. Unreal. Uh, And finally, this past week, Dante Hightower, even though he didn't play in 2022, made his retirement official in a piece on the Players' Tribune. We talked about it a ton on the radio, but I think, Andy, you and I both agreed that Dante Hightower, top five impactful Patriot, and truly 
if anyone deserves extra love, the red jacket and adulation throughout New England and Pat's Nation, it's a guy who directly contributed to three Super Bowl victories in the back end of the double dynasty. Timely playmaker who deserves to be lauded in retirement and uh, remembered at the Hall at Patriot Place because he was a key factor in winning. That'll do for us. Good job, Andy. Good job, Joe. Good job, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and making us a part of your Sports Sunday. Red Sox Spring Training Baseball is up next. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon, everyone. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.